But without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many times have you heard this line and still haven't fully come to terms with its purpose and intent? Do you often wonder why people remain in status quo despite many prayers for success? Is this your situation? Are you that person that is saying, Oh, does God love me enough? I serve Him. I pray to Him still. I have not reached my goals. Well, today I have a story to share. And we will closely look at it together and see what we are probably doing wrong. The story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 would lead us into what I call the five P's to securing generational wealth. Well, you could also join my three days workshop faith challenge, which I call the faith journey challenge. The link to do that is on my Instagram page. You'll find the handle through my post podcast. My story today is taken from Genesis chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Now this is where I'm going to stop the reading because I know you know the story of Abraham very well. So I'm not going to bore you by reading all the uh, chapters now. But just as a reminder, you know that Abraham and his wife waited for so many years before they had their son that God had, pr had promised them. Now, after waiting for so many years and in their old age, God gave them this son eventually. And they are rejoicing. And you know what happened in this chapter? God told Abraham that, okay, now it's time for you to give back this son to me. It's time for you to sacrifice this child to me. How does that sound? What would you do if you were Abraham? But remember, the first line said, and God tested Abraham. Why would God test Abraham? Why did God test him? Why would God test us? Are you aware that God tests his people? God does this to bless Abraham. God is constantly looking for people to distribute wealth to here on earth. There is a lot of treasures in heaven. There is so much that God has in his store. And they don't use this wealth in heaven. Nobody buys gold, even though the streets, the streets of heaven are paved with gold. But nobody wears them. No one uses them. It's here on earth that we are crazy about gold. So there is this so much, so much riches, so much wealth that is in God's treasury. And he is looking for people here on earth to distribute this wealth to. But he needs to know whether you are fit to handle this wealth because he wants to give it to you so that you can do a greater good with it. But before you can have that, he needs to test you. And that was exactly what God did with Abraham. By this time in Abraham's life, he was in a state of comfort. He was actually comfortable, you know, and he was in a state of rejoicing with his family. And suddenly God interrupted that comfort that he was having. This happens to us too. Okay, remember that we are going to be looking at five P's to securing generational wealth. Because even though this chapter started with the line God tested Abraham, it's ended in a totally you know, different way, in a much more joyful 
and uh, fulfilling way. What Abraham least expected was what happened. Okay, so this happens to us. You are in your comfort zone and you are satisfied with the job you have right now. You're doing not so bad. You're okay. And something happens that's just kind of resets your life. You're probably not even expecting it, but probably it may be the loss of a job or it may just be some um, um, unsettlement in your spirit that just wants you to start something else. And uh, that's where the process starts from. And your life just takes another turn and you're wondering, why is this happening to me? Or perhaps God is calling you to go start a new career or to start a new business or to start a new initiative or to you know probably leave what you're doing and come do something else entirely and you're looking at it like oh does this make sense can i do this where would i start from would i abandon this estate that i've worked so hard to build i can't go back and start i can't leave this state i can't leave this country where i am right now i've built this business i cannot leave it i cannot just let it go i can hand it over to someone else i can't start all over again and you keep wondering you keep thinking you keep rationalizing you know that voice in your spirit that is asking you to move to do something that is discomforting to you the first p is procession abraham proceeded to the place that God told him to go. To go to what? To go sacrifice his child. Immediately he heard that instruction, he moved. He didn't wait to think so much about it. The timely procession to the mountain prompted his giving, his execution of God's plan for him. How much thought do you give to doing God's will and purpose when it is hard? Do you jump? Do you think too much about it until you outthink yourself of that voice in your mind. The voice to go start another career. Yes, you spent 20 years building this career, but the job you're doing is no longer doing well in the work industry. It's no longer selling. You probably need to retrain, make a career switch, but you're just thinking of how to start all over again. How much thoughts do you give into that voice that keeps telling you to do something new? Something hard. Something that is uneasy to you. So procession, for the example of Abraham, he proceeded immediately heard that voice. So it's very important if you want to secure generational wealth to run with a vision. To proceed right away, don't think too much about it. That is the first P. So while Abraham was on this journey, the journey of faith, the fifth journey, there were questions that were coming up within his mind and especially from other people around him, asking him, oh, we are going to make a sacrifice. Where is this lamp for sacrifice? We, can, we have a knife, we have a firewood, but we don't have the sacrificial offering. But what did Abraham say? He said, God will provide. What do you profess? That is number two P. Profession. What do you say with your, with your mouth? 
What are your confessions? What do you profess into that situation that looks so hard to carry out? But do you trust God? Do you say positive things? Do you say to yourself, I can do it? Or do you just say no? Or do you say negative things? And when you start or when you eventually embark on the journey and it's looking hard, what do you say? That is very important because what you say with your mouth into your life, into your situation, into that difficult situation right now is what you're going to get. The situation may look very difficult, but you don't have to say difficult things. You don't have to make it harder. You don't have to make it worse. What you say has a long way to go. If you want to reach your goals, profess positive. Number three P, provide. God will always provide. You know, I have a perfect personal story or personal example, a personal experience, I call it, okay, of starting something totally new and discovering that God has actually already provided even before I, you know, <laughs> embarked on the journey. So God will always provide. I can assure you of this because this is what I know. This is what I've gone through. In the place where God asks you to go, in that place exactly, he has already provided. So if you're doing something and you, it's so hard, sometimes you need to check and be sure that you're doing the right thing. Because if you're not in the right place, you will not get God's provision. So for Abraham, God told him to go to a particular place in the mountain. He said, go to the mountain that I will show you. Go to the mountain of Moriah in a place that I will show you. And Abraham headed straight to that place. So it is very important for you to be in the right place, in the place that God has told you, in the right business, in the right city, in the right country, with the right people. And the way he asked you to do it. What kind of business is he asking you to do? What kind of career is he asking you to take up? You need to be sure that you are in the right place because that is where you will have your provision. That is where you will have all the supplies you need, all the resources, the human resources, or, or the financial resource, or the help that you need. Okay? So it is very important to be in the right place for you to get God's provision. God will not leave you. He will not just, uh, you know, he will not ask you to start something and it would not work. So to secure generational wealth, you need to make sure that you are in the right place to get his provision. P, number three P is provide. God's provision will only meet you in the place that he has chosen you to be. So make sure you're doing the right job. Make sure you're doing the right career make sure you are on the right part make sure you are in the right city oh yes everybody is applying to abroad everybody is yeah are you supposed to be in canada or you're supposed to be in the uk or in the us or in sweden or in australia yes you need to be in the right place you know there's a story of someone that's actually had a dream of himself in the uk but he kept on pursuing the united states and he did this for a couple of years, spent money trying to get himself into the United States. But he was being taught, yes, he got the admission, he was doing his student visa, but he was turned down every time, about three times at the embassy until he remembered that, okay, I had a dream some time ago and it was in the UK, I saw myself and he tried it once 
and it was given. He tried the admission once and within three months, the process went so smoothly and he found himself in the UK. So it is important, watch out for your dreams, watch out for the right things. God give you, gives you pointers. He does not just leave you directionless. He gives you, but it's just that we human beings, do we even listen? Are we careful? Or do we have our own desires that we want to pursue, our own interests? Are you crazy about some place or you are going there because your friends are going there? You need to know where he wants you to be so you can get his provision. Number four P is possession. So possess your possession, to possess the blessings that God has for you. You must have done the first three P's. So the scripture says that they multiplied and possessed the gates of their enemies. Abraham was blessed and he became a blessing because of what he was obedient. He desired to do the will of God more than his own personal wishes. And this is a very big problem nowadays with people. You know, people just want to do what is comfortable to them. Do you love God enough? Do you love God more than you love yourself? Do you love God more than you love your desires, your wishes for yourself, your own dreams? I tell you, my dear, you cannot desire good for yourself much more than God does for you. You cannot wish yourself better than whatever God wishes for you or whatever God wants for you. You know, we need to start as human beings or as believers. We need to start taking the word of God for what exactly it says. You know, Jesus told his disciples that before now you have not asked me anything because I'm here with you. I've been here with you for three and a half years doing this ministry. But now I'm leaving you. He said before now you have not asked anything. Ask and you will receive. He said, whatever you ask, you will receive. This is a word that, this is a, this is an instruction that we really don't, we just read it. We just read scriptures. We do not internalize it. Until we start internalizing scriptures, until we start breaking it down, we don't just read it like a memory verse and just dump it. Until you start meditating on it. That's why the psalmist says, I will meditate upon my bed i will think about your word i will meditate you need to break every word of god every word every word in a line in a scripture in a passage you need to break it down so that you can understand you know the bible is not just a storybook it's not just some um science book even your science book you need to understand it you need to break it down to know what it's saying let alone the word of god which is jesus himself who is jesus himself the word of God, the Bible you hold in your hand is not just an, a normal book. It's, a, it's spiritual. The word that Jesus speaks, the contents of the Bible, they are spirit and they are life. That is where we are. And you know, we are not just this human body that you see in the mirror. We are spirits. So the only thing that can feed our soul is the spiritual word. It's Jesus himself. Jesus is the word. Everything you read in the Bible is actually Jesus speaking to you because he is the word of God. So you need to take it serious, your approach to Bible, to scriptures. You need to take it serious. You need to understand. And I just pray that you will understand what I'm talking about, that the Holy Spirit himself will give you this understanding of how to study and how to know God the more so that you can start to benefit from it. So Abraham desire to obey God. 
regardless of how hard or difficult it, it sounded, he pursued it. He pursued obeying God. And another thing that, you know, was also amazing to me while I was reading this story is that Abraham kept telling, you know, the people, because his son asked him, Father, where is the lamb for sacrifice? He told his father, he told his son, rather, that God will provide. His servants also asked him the same question. He said God will provide. And by the time he got to the mountain, he did not get there and start asking God, where is the provision? So I kind of, when I was reading this, I was like, is that a discord? Was there a discord in what he was saying and what he was going to do? And the only thing I could get from here is that Abraham had no explanation to give to people. He just gave them the answer they needed to hear. Because he knew they were not going to understand where he was going or where he was coming from. And so he was not going to start explaining himself and start making the situation worse. I believe it was already hard for him. But he knows whom he has believed in. And he moved. He, he, he trusted God so much that he knew, he knew that God gave him this son. And if he, were, if he refused to sacrifice him in obedience, God himself could strike him dead. And what is he going to do? So do you understand God to that extent? Do you have such a relationship with, your, with God or with your Christianity? Do you trust that whatever you think you are holding on to, God has other ways of taking them from you? So do you trust God to that extent that is your Alpha and Omega? Is the author and the finisher of whatever you have. He can take, he can give. Because by the time you realize this, by the time you realize how helpless you are without God, then it will affect, it will impact on how you handle yourself and how you handle the things that you have in your possession. You know, you're going to start to, 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 to treat this life to treat this world and everything that is in it, you're going to start treating it with levity, just holding it with the tip of your finger so that you can let it go at any time. And you're going to start living right. You're going to start making better judgments, better decisions. And you're going to start building treasures in the right place. So to possess your possession, you need to obey be ready to obey no matter how hard, how hard, how difficult it is. Because that is what will lead you to possession. The final P is promise. Promise. And I'm going to quickly read the concluding parts of this scripture that said, And said by myself, that's verse 16 of chapter 22, Genesis. And said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Can you see this? Can you hear this? Did you hear that? 
because you have obeyed my voice. Look at the blessings. Look at God's promise. God said that I have sworn by myself. You know, the promises of God are yes. They are sure. They are reliable. They are dependable. You can sleep on God's promises. You can stand on it. Because it's not going to be washed away by any hurricane. It's not going to be taken away. No power has, no power exists that can, you know, rob you of God's promises when you have done your own part. So the promise of God is what you can lay back on. Do you have God's promise? If you don't have one yet, then you need to get God to give you one personalized promise. You need to move God into giving you. And, you know, I started by saying that God tests us. Why? God himself is the one that puts some ambitions in our spirit. He puts some things in our spirit because he wants to bless us. You know, we quickly remember the story of Solomon in the Bible. God already, God already loved this guy. He put the ambition or the interest in him to make such a huge sacrifice because God just wanted to bless him. So all these desires you have in your mind to do good, they didn't just come there because you're good. It's already because God loves you. And when these dreams are even coming and they look so hard, you know, Solomon's story, it was rosy, unlike his father David. But still, David went through difficult times. It was because of what God had for him. Just like Joseph, there are so many stories that we can learn from. And these are not fictions. These were actual people that existed then. Just like you and I. And, you know, I'm not preaching. Because unless you're blind, unless you cannot, which I know you are not, there are so many stories around us of people that are already, that are still alive now. So you cannot say, oh, these are Bible stories. Oh, this, how do we even know they are sure? How do we, well, I'm telling you. If you don't want to believe Bible stories, then believe people that are here with you, that are alive with you. Because they have testimonies too. They have great stories to tell you of what sacrifice they did. Yeah, if you've been listening to my podcast, I'm sure you would. In the episodes that are available in previous episodes, I've told some of my difficult moments. You know, sometimes it's even an instruction to forgive some someone that really hurts you badly if you are able to do it then it leads you to greater blessings if you're unable to do it then you remain where you are so there are stories of people having done something very difficult they did it just because god said it god commanded it and they got the promise of generational wealth it's very easy for us to talk these stories but what about you? Are you writing a story? Are you living a story that people will read years to come? That future generations will read? Yeah. Are you doing something like that? It's very easy for us to talk about Martin Luther King. We could talk about Man Nelson Mandela. We could talk about a whole lot of people that have done great things. And these are not in the Bible. This is just less than a hundred years. And we're talking about them today. Yeah. That's the same thing we're talking about here. You need to, you need to move. 
with whatever dreams that God has laid in your mind to do. You need to live beyond yourself. You're not just here for yourself. You are here for a greater good. So, but start doing something, running. So I just want to encourage you, for those of you that really want to do something good, but you're scared. You're scared of stepping out of your comfort zone. You're scared of being accepted. You're scared of, of failing. You're scared of taking risk. Please don't overthink it. Just move. Just move. Just move because when you overthink it, you are going to, you know, think yourself out of that vision. You're going to think, if you're wondering, oh, is this vision going to be acceptable? Is this vision, oh, okay, will people, is, it, is this business going to sell, my dear? If you thought about it, then it's going to work. And another thing is you're not the only one thinking about it, you know. When I started my non-profit organization, which is an initiative to empower teenage mothers in Nigeria, I started in Lagos. And before then, I didn't even see any organization that was doing this. But for some reason, God put it in my heart. And I didn't even start until... About six months after I got this vision, because I was still on my job, God, God himself forcefully took me out of that job. And when he took me out of that job, I was left with nothing then to start the dreamy already put in my heart about six months ago. And when I started, I just started. And God already provided some resources, you know. I already had some connections that could help me start. And by connections, I did not mean financial. I just meant resources, human resources that I could use to get started. And then I started. And you know what? The, the, the point of it was that by the time I was six months on piloting that project, a big organization also mentioned, or I discovered that the same time God was giving me that vision, right there in Lagos State, the United Nations uh, Population Fund Agency, which was a UNFPA that was also doing something in that area, they were actually working with the Ministry of Lagos, Ministry of Health in Lagos, sorry, to start that same project. And that was a great lesson for me, that the idea that God gave me to start was actually an idea that a, an organization as big as UN also, and, you know, as big as the Lagos State Ministry of Health, they were also planning. And God is my witness. I never heard about it before I started. I never heard about it. I don't know as that now whether there is any other organization that is dealing with teenage moms in Lagos or in Nigeria that is exclusively, I'm not talking about women empowerment generally, but Young Mothers Empowerment Network. Network you can check it out on human.org. That is what we do. And it's exclusively dedicated to teenage moms. And there is a project like that also in Lagos. And the same year, 2016, that I started was when it started. So it was a big lesson for me that the idea that you have in your heart, you are not the only one that has that dream. If you don't run with it, somebody else will run with it. And you will lose your own part of the blessing. So my five P's to securing generational wealth, as I've said, I'll just recap it. Number one P is to proceed. Number two is to profess. Number three 
is that God is going to provide for you in the place that he has cho chosen for you to go. Number four, you can possess every blessing that God has for you or even greater blessing that you never imagined. And number five, you should always rely on God's promise because God is going to give you a great promise. He, what he did for Abraham was he promised him a generation where he said he's going to multiply his descendants and his descendants was going to possess the gates of their enemies. That's a generational wealth. And you know what is really the nation, they are descendants of Abraham. You know their story and you know their power. So, thank you very much. This is your five Ps. I'll see you next time.